Hopefully, yeah. All right, man. Welcome to the Manny Podcast, episode number nine. <laughs> we are here today with uh, Smiley. Hey, what's up, y'all? Woo. So, Terrell's here. Yep. So it makes it ever. I think he's gonna curse today, Smiley. Probably today's the day. Oh shit! <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> Welcome to the show. All right, guys. So this is what I was thinking for today. I was thinking for sure, now that we uh, funneled all the wind in the world to uh, our little recording booth here. It's okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm gonna set this right here. Yeah. Terrell, take over for me for a second. Yes. I am taking over. Yes, we uh, we have yeah. Southern engineered an outdoor. Yeah, we got a little recording, recording studio here studio. that we're having to deal with. You yes. heard our earlier relation to it. Yes, the wind. And the intro. Yeah. Now we got Smiley here. Uh, Drew Latham uh, in the town this weekend for us, uh, hanging out. Yeah. Cooked us a pretty fine meal last night. Um, and yeah, he, of course, your host, Phil, and we're just going to be uh, kind of picking the old brains today. Uh, I think Phil's got a couple couple spots he wants to hit and otherwise we'll just uh, we'll give you the uh, bare bones yeah well I thought it would be cool to because I think that there's a lot of similarities with uh, we say the last like we'll just take the last year or so to kind of all of our lessons learned and things we've, we've gone over and uh, only thing I could think about last night when I thought about what we should do for this episode was that was like okay so let's let's compare notes and I thought we would let Smiley start and just uh, just think through man like what are the what are your lessons learned we don't want to go too far back but just say like last year what are the things really that Jesus has uh, has taught you there's been a lot of things going on for you guys um, and typically there's just so much overlap in all of our stories right and um, figure that might be the launching point uh, to where we can all talk as Tara pours the coffee so what's uh is that too broad? Do I need to go a little more narrow? No, I think I know kind of where to start with okay. on that. Um, you know, and if I were to really kind of boil everything down, and I know y'all hear me, we've talked a little bit about this all weekend, but um, it would be, you know, establishing the, who I am identity-wise uh, with our Heavenly Father <laughs> has probably been the biggest thing that I've learned and, and how now that I know that and I have that relationship with the Heavenly Father everything else in my life uh, is, is determined by that relationship mm -hmm. and, and so everything flows from that relationship uh, everything that I, I choose to do or, or say is a result of that relationship so so really for me it's about establishing that and 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 I think it's hard like because I've been a Christian pretty much my whole life um, but I never really knew who I was mm. in the Lord. Yeah. So establishing your identity. So, so tell me, man, like what are those, so you, have you discovered things about yourself that you didn't know before? Um, I, or is it more of like just an affirmation into things maybe you've known, but you haven't, uh, maybe wounds have caused you to run away from or yeah like um I, i'd honestly say it's turned me into a better version of myself uh you know and 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 one of the incredible things is you know we always hear about scripture talks about you know a new creation and hmm. and that's so true and you know i believe that when our king changes you uh, he changes you all the way down to your dna you know, and so it is truthfully, you know, a, a new creation. So all the, the family curses or family ailments that you might have or things that you brought with you no longer exist because they've been changed into something else. Yeah. 
um, you know, and so there's this huge sense of freedom. Um, and then also, I mean, gaining that understanding, I think, you know, Philip and I were talking about, you know, scripture talks about how perfect love drives out all fear. Um, and man, that, that is a great place to live your life. Um, you know, I used to be very fearful, uh, you know, of acceptance, um, fearful of, um, you know, finances and you name it, like I was afraid of it kind of thing and lived my life through fear. And that is not the way the Lord has called us to live. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, like, like, and don't get me wrong. I mean, there's still moments of, of like, you know, something will like jump scare you or, uh, you may have a, a fleeting moment of, of panic or freaking out. Uh, you know, and what's nice is you're able to kind of call that into check now and really dive into, okay, God, like, why am I, why, when this situation occurs, like, why am I so afraid? Like, what's really going on here? You know, what's going on in my heart? Um, you know, and help me figure out, like, like, help me unpack this, you know, and yeah. let's get down to the issue, the true source of what's going on here. Yeah. So that, that's been really good for me. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's, that's true with anything. I mean, I think when we respond in a way, uh, in life that, that is not uh, one of the fruits of the Spirit. Like, if you respond to a situation in anger instead of peace, like, like that's when those questions need to start happening of, like, why am I acting this way? You know, what what is in me that is causing this? You know, and, and how do we go about dealing with it? So what are some of the... So you've discovered... <clears throat> you've discovered that those things within via experiences so what are some of those what what were some of the things over the last year that made you afraid that you discovered like oh man there's some fear here i need to track that down you mentioned finance was it you know some financial stuff or what yeah i mean uh I mean, we know nothing about being scared financially so. <laughs> nothing at all especially Carol. especially me you know i i think what's interesting is uh you know, in the, in the season, and I, I refer to it as my year of hell, um, mm. you know, and, and it's funny because that year started off with the Lord giving me everything I ever wanted or desired. Um, and as I walked through this uh, with some people that loved me very much and, and saw who I was in the Lord, um, as I walked through this with them, uh, the Lord began to kind of break all that down. I began to lose things like my career, um, my cushy full-time job with benefits, uh, you know, and, and it really placed me in a position where I I had to really trust in the Lord to take care of me. Um, it even got to the point where uh, my hands, I lost feeling in hand, my hands, I'm a, I'm a chef, so I work. <laughs> it's kind uh, of important. Yeah. Uh, Not important. You know, I, you know, we, we work like, knife skills and I mean you're it's just it's very you're doing a lot of the same motions over and over and over again and um, you know for hours upon hours in time and I had just completely lost all feeling so it got to the point where there was no rehab available you know I couldn't do a shot or a pill or anything like that like I just had to the I had to do surgery to relieve some pressure on the nerves uh, yeah. from inflammation and so so now I'm in a situation where I have no insurance, uh, no job. Uh, and in order for me to have a job, I have to have surgery. Uh, and just really seeing how the Lord provided for me in, in that in that situation, you know, and, and providing for me, you know, not only like a means to get the surgery done, but also, you know, people to help take care of me um, after the fact, you know, when I'm laid up and I can't lift anything over five pounds. You know, and, yeah. and that's just one example. I, I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, you, but you you mentioned though, because I think that that ties into. So your your vocation, your trade, is you're a chef. Yeah. That is. So, did you see? Is there is there any is there any overlap whatsoever in the kingdom to your vocation? here in the sense of identity were you was it was it hurting you because you thought to yourself like this is who i am and now it's being taken from me in the form of i can't feel my hands which are it's obvious that that is 
I mean, that is what, those are your money makers, yeah. right? So, well, I mean, and so with that, with, did Jesus teach you, okay, buddy, yes, like, I'm using you here. This is how I'm going to work through you, but it's not who you are. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can definitely say the old me prioritized career above all. Okay. Um, you know, and, and I'm not making excuses here either. Um, but that's what I knew. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know my heavenly Father like I do now. Um, and and so I found a lot of comfort and safety um, in that in that career. You know, and that is who you are. I think that is probably one of the biggest falls of of men today is that mm. we we what we do is who we are. Um, and that's not necessarily the case. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think it should be, you know, it's who you are and this is what you do. Because, you know, I'm now at a place where, um, you know, if the Lord called me to go be a mechanic or, uh, I mean, to do something I've totally, like, never have no frame of reference of ever doing, you know, I, I'm confident in the fact that it'd be like, you know, okay, God, I don't know how to do that, you know, uh, but you do. Yeah. And so we're going to go figure this out. Tell a younger man or even just any any man in particular to, to just the, the masculine question, what would you tell them are the important things to you not to miss in that sort of thing? Well, for one, I, I, I would say do you would you would you go ahead and put the information out there that the father was bringing you through those things to get you from one point to another point yeah yeah like i would say the path of least resistance is a trap yeah um what did moorhead say faith only grows through adversity yeah yeah and and to think that we serve a king that is unicorns and rainbows is is false um and in fact i think pain is a is an incredible tool and at times a gift yeah uh to bring to our attention what is amiss in our lives and that there are times where you have to embrace the process uh that he's putting you through um knowing in the end that he has every intention of putting you in a place where you're able to demonstrate all that you have been taught yeah and it's a place where it's all the glory goes to him because you've you've walked through this process and you know that there there was nothing within your own power that you could have be where you are at yeah um you know in the funny story like so I, my surgeries were done um and i was in a situation where i needed to find a job again i I just sold my business, um, you know, and so I was broke <laughs> and uh, working at Panera Bread, uh, I had to go back uh, to my old job. We used a temp service to fill in cooks and when we needed it. Uh, so I was working at Panera and then I went back to my old job where I was the chef, top, top guy, uh, and I came back as a temp. And so that was really hard uh, and very humbling. Uh, but I started the, the process of applying for jobs and immediately out of the gate, I found um, uh, a, a corporate chef's job. It's called the Food Fanatic Chef for US Foods. I found it on the website and applied for it. You know, not a few weeks later, I got an email telling me that they decided to move in a different direction um and that that position was no longer available you know and i was like well that stinks you know really wanted if i could choose any job that would be the job i would want yeah you know and so again applying interviews you know all the fun stuff of trying to find a job that um well then i get a random phone call from a corporate recruiter from us foods that was like hey i noticed your information on linkedin and uh, I really like what I'm seeing, you know, and she kind of did a brief phone interview and she's like, I really like what you're like, how you're answering the questions and your personalities like seems like something we're looking for. And, um, and she asked for this like long list of like media, like interviews, like paper interviews, magazines, like publications that I've done. And, 
and all this stuff and I was just like immediately um, the old me just kind of went to this place of like well, I don't have any of that like I yeah. you know I I'm not like this celebrity chef you know and so I immediately shut it down I was like I hung up the phone and I was just really sad because I was like I'm not gonna get this job you know and I don't have what they're asking for I'm not what they want you know I was making all these decisions on my own and so so um, uh, Les and Jenny Brooks uh, very dear friends of mine uh, we Jenny's kind of a a lion uh, is what I tell people and, and she's not afraid to pounce and uh, when something's not right in the spirit and and so I was kind of telling her and I was just like I don't have any of this and she got in my face and was like that's a decision they're gonna have to make like that's not your decision to make and so she got in my face and she helped me think of a few like examples she's like you have tons of pictures of all the food that you've done and um, I'm sure if you go through some of your Texas Tech stuff and you were a chef there you could figure out you know there's some publications there that they did with you she's like I know there are like I've seen them and um, so I got I got all that together and sent it off to the recruiter and um, she absolutely loved it like she's like this is exactly what we're looking for um, nice uh, I'm setting up an in-person interview for you with some of our leadership and so did the in-person and, and did really great and that and then did a few more phone interviews and then what really it boiled down to was uh, they flew us all down to Austin. Um, there were three chefs in the final group, and we had to do a cook-off, like kind of like what you see on TV, like chopped. Hell uh, yeah! Given mystery items in one hour, and uh, told to go, and and then we had to turn around and present our dishes as if we were presenting it to like a restaurant owner, mm. um, that kind of thing. And and so I mean that's what I did, and I mean the whole time like uh, usually something like that would would me so anxious that I wouldn't be able to sleep um, you know I wouldn't be able to get a, a, a thought through and um, you know and in so that moment <laughs> in that moment uh, even leading up the week before leading up to all that like just such such a peace you know and, and just knowing just knowing who I am um, you know and then when it came time for the cook-off it was just like like I knew I knew what I had to do like I was very clear and highly focused and knew what I had to do. I knew what I just, it was one step after the next and you know, and I got things done and I presented and, um, and before the day was over with and after all the side interviews and everything, uh, they offered me the position. And so, awesome. so it's a very long way of, of talking about like how, you know, initially if I were to apply for that job and get it on my own, that would have been something that I, would have done under my own power you know and 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 it, so at first I was denied um, you know and, and then I think the Lord put me in a season where he was having to get me ready yeah. to be in a place to to be able to take that position um, and then it was again offered to me by a means beyond me like I was found yeah yeah so so I mean I, yeah it's it, it often finds you in ways you wouldn't expect. Yeah. <clears throat> that whole process of of being, you know, being just sort of letting go of, like you said, I mean, just embracing the fact that the old, the old man, like all the, all the things that were included on the cross with Jesus, like you, you embrace that death so that this new resurrection life can come to you. What are the ways now, say like on a daily basis, that you're actually, you're walking with the Lord, you know, sort of in real time, in the midst of your vocation, in the midst of your days, in the midst of your rest, in the midst of your vacation time, in the midst of, you know, just being who you are. I mean, what are what is the difference now? Yeah. I mean, I, I used to have walls around my heart, pretty thick ones, and you know, and and I think when you, anytime you wall something in, uh, its capacity to grow is extremely limited. Um, you know, and not only when you wall in your heart from other people, you also wall it in away from God. Yeah, um, for sure. It's not. You know, you can't you can't not do that. You know, like it's just it's just how 
you're geared when you do things like that and it's survival mode but but i think the biggest thing that surprised me you know when the lord kind of busted through those walls and took residence um is in my day-to-day uh my capacity for for love and for patience uh and joy uh and we can just go down the whole you know fruits of the spirit Mm. uh is so much more now than it has ever been yeah. and that is probably the thing that surprises me every day when i wake up um you know they're you know every morning you know there's folks that i know out there that go to bed like hating their life and hating who they are and they wake up hating you know and um and i mean that honestly was me too mm. but you know like now it's like you wake up and Uh, and you're just excited about the day and like what's going to happen and you know there's no expectations or um you know this this list of things of who i've got to be today and what i've got to get done uh it's everything's kind of fluid and and just kind of floating out there on its own and you know as things kind of come to you naturally you you take care of and deal with those Mm -hmm. and then let them flow on or you hold on to them or you know you just kind of listen to the lord but but for me, it's all about the, the capacity to, my capacity for love is just like yeah. so much more than I ever thought it would be, um, you know, and, and all the things that come with that. Well, it's a, you know, I think the temptation, you know, people listening and is to say, is what I'm trying to draw out of you if I can, Yeah, is the and you're saying it like don't don't get me wrong i hear exactly what you mean i think i think most people and even in my own my own soul you know folks will be like okay well yeah his relationship with jesus is better his his daily life is better he wakes up excited because he has his dream job you know what i mean mm-hmm. like folks yeah, will, I, will give the credit there and even you know that's the pushback i think i think the pushback is well no no no, you found because there is such a large emphasis in our culture and i think you know us growing up in the nonprofit organization formerly known as a church it's this whole idea of of your calling and people would be like oh well you just found your calling smiling (laughs) and i haven't found mine yet and that's why i'm not i'm not satisfied that's why i'm not you know, uh, and that's not true. What's what's true is you got your ass handed to you, and not—I mean, think about it. Not much has changed, really, in the sense of you're still doing similar things. Mm-hmm. You're still involved in the food service industry. You're still there, but that was never what had to be torn down. What had to be on the cross what had to be revealed to you as the wrong emphasis was that that was not the context of meaning for your life. That was not the context of identity for your life. And that the shift was, you know, your, your being obedient and submissive and surrendered to this thing we call the process, which is just saying, I mean, it's just, it's just being led by Jesus' spirit into his kingdom, mm-hmm. which his kingdom doesn't involve fear, and it doesn't involve hate, and it doesn't involve any of the, what Paul would say, the works of the flesh, or just this other way of living, this other way of waging war, which has to do with appearances and, and you know, all of these other spirits that influence our decision-making and influence our... And so now, what I'm trying to say is, in other words, what you've been saying all along, which is just, there is a difference. And there's a difference now. It's not this this, uh, life of being tossed to and fro like a stormy sea because of others opinions and because of this well i don't i don't i just don't have that to offer it's this no like you've got you're a child of mine you're a son of god 
you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, and you're being led by Jesus himself in real time, and it's okay. Like it's And it's better than okay. It's going to be great. And due to the fact of I know who I am, and I know where I'm going, and I'm just going to go where he leads me, and I'm okay with what that looks like. Yeah. And I'm at peace with what that looks like. You know, I'm just trying to break through all yeah. the all the cultural myths that we've been we've been conditioned to believe. I'm trying to, because I want everybody to know, man. Like we're not talking about. It's not about dream jobs. Yeah. It's not about. It's not about what you do on a daily basis. There's no Joel Osteen here. Well, yeah. Well, what we you know, like Terrell and I. I mean, we learned some big lessons. And one of the things is, man, is that. I want to stop doing things for Jesus, and I want to do them with Him. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference. Yeah, you know, well, and like, not just tacking His name at the end of the day and being like that was in the name of Jesus. No, being like, no, He was with me here, yeah. and I was with Him. And there's a yeah. massive difference. And that's what I, I just, you know, I want people to hear what you're actually saying, which yeah. is, I wake up in the morning and there's joy in my heart because it's been given to me as a gift. Mm-hmm. I didn't conjure it up. I didn't turn the dials a certain way. I'm not a magician. I left off talking about the the basically the transformation from, and y'all can correct me if I say this wrong, but the the transformation from I would say to use the old Lewis quote, the duty to delight. You know, the actual. Um, substance taking the place of of the tin man the flesh becoming and it kind of sounds like where you're going with that smiley is and and to to reorient going with the fact of like vocation cannot bring this um circumstance cannot bring this no matter what you change do nor make room to try to transform yourself into this sort of thing it can't be done it has to be led by the father and followed by us and therefore the transformation kind of just takes its own place there if that makes sense i mean am i am i saying that right but also going from that to um to not needing to conjure up affection for ourselves people god xyz because it's not possible definitely not sustainable right and so what and so what i hear (laughs) yeah what i hear uh from all this uh smiley is is that's where you've arrived is is you know a good 30 years of your life it was a manufactured product and now it doesn't have to be you know and and it is I, i agree with phil in the fact that it is Like, the more people that actually can, like, put the weight of, have put the weight of who they are, and can say that with the absolute certainty, like, more people, the the, the more people that can say that message when called upon for it, the better. You know what I'm saying? Well, possibly the difference between religion and the kingdom of God. Yes, and the kingdom of God. And it turns out, well, yeah. I mean, y'all, y'all go in from there. I can actually, I've, I've actually been talking with coworkers about quite a bit of this lately. So, um, I'll, I won't even, I won't get too far down the rabbit hole of my. Yeah, stuff, like I think, I think it's hard. I, I'll just speak from personal experience because I don't want to generalize for everyone. But I know for me, like I grew up in the church. My father was a pastor, uh, still is. Um, you know, but you grow up going every Sunday, and you grow up hearing the stories, and and. You know, you grew up being a good Christian, like following the Ten Commandments and, you know, tithing every Sunday and, don't you know. Drink, don't smoke, don't yeah. chew, don't date girls who do. Is being, that the same? Being a good person and all that's wrapped up in that. You've been baptized? Yeah. <laughs> we are about to fight Satan's cavemen and you've not been baptized. <laughs> but you grow up and so you grow up literally like, like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. Like I'm doing everything right. Oh, man. So why am I not happy? Yeah, like yeah. why am I not why why am I not happy? Why am I depressed? Cart before the horse, right? Um, you know, wrong and, and cart, so, wrong horse. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So I think for me, what happened is I got to a point in my life where I was tired of trying to make things work on my own. Um, and I think when you say get it, to that baby, point, yeah, 
you I was finally at the point where I was like you know what God I'm tired of this um, do whatever you want like I uh, yeah. I am submitting to you know whatever you're trying to accomplish here and you know and I know whatever is when we're done with this like it's got to be better than where I'm at now because I'm tired of, mm -hmm. of being depressed and lonely and um, you know all the things that are wrapped up in that yeah and I'm ready you know to just have a to be happier you know and yeah um, and so for me that's where that's how this started I think that's how the year of hell began <laughs> yeah well and, and I'd like to interject one thing come on now and I think that anybody it, well, I don't know who will listen to this podcast. Obviously, there might be five people that are the same five people always, which we love you. So, um, but if it's more, I I, I think that I, it's proper to interject here because we have friends and relations who have gone the opposite of this. Smiles is there's a problem, but the problem doesn't appear to be inconsistency with the father. It appears to be inconsistency with the tradition, right? And so, like, you actually went to the father for the correction, and he showed up, and he did it. I think that's just, it's huge. It's huge. Once again, because we know guys who just saw it and said, well didn't even consult the father about it, didn't even see that he's consistent, and just left it all. And so, but like he would have, he would have taken them there. The, the, the difficult but not un unaided task, right, that you spoke about in Man Has to be your own. Yeah. That's um, what, that's Lewis and the Four Loves. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, I, yeah, that that's neither here nor there. I just I just want to say how excited I am that you're here with us now because of that thing. Yeah, like, that that well, he's deepens. good, and you you put the weight of who you were in him, and he came through and brought you to better life in the kingdom yeah. of God itself. You and know? I think a huge step of that is Oof. there were people in my life. Yeah, and I was about to say if you can speak any yeah, more of that. In that situation, there were people in my life that were telling me things I did not want to hear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and, 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 but they were the ones pointing me in the direction yeah. and pushing and praying and, right. uh, and hoping, um, you know, and, and, and I think, so there's several thoughts I want to unpack here, but the first one is, um, once that conscious decision of me was made to say, okay, God, you know, whatever it takes, yeah. you know, that's when things started going horribly wrong. <laughs> um, the only part that's fighting against is the part that's still tin. And so, yeah. So, so let me be clear. This wasn't like a moment of instant gratification. Like the Lord didn't like microwave my <laughs> popcorn and then I sat down and we watched a movie and it was you know high fives all around. Like it what? was, like he burned the shit out of my popcorn. Yeah. Well, no. What it was is he was like, okay, I'm gonna grow the corn now. Yeah. 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 And it's gonna be a lot slower than yeah. you want it to be, yeah. but it's in the end gonna be the best bowl of popcorn you ever tasted. Yeah, and so. But let me, let me be the planter. Let me yeah. be the harvester. Let me show you where to plant it. And so you know it's what easy I mean? to stall there, um, and you're like, oh, what is happening? Like, it feels wrong, doesn't it's it? It's not what you, we talked about. Yeah. Um, but then you, you, at that point, you make a decision to either press in or push away. Um, yeah, and and I think a lot of folks these days just don't want to push in um, because if if at the beginning of all this, if the Lord would have told me by the time this is over with, you're going to be dead. Any parts of you that you recognize to this day are going to be gone, and and you're not you're not even going to recognize yourself when you walk away from this. Like, like that's the level of like seriousness that is going on like like he is going to kill you hmm. and everything that you think you know who you are and everything you know about yourself is wrong and that's going to change like like that's the level of of, of what he's wanting yeah. um and, and he's willing to respect your boundaries and and let you work through and unpack things along the way um but that's what he wants yeah 
and so so that's like the first thing is I want to make sure that that's clear is like like this is an easy process like oh, it's yeah. it, it it's time consuming and I would encourage anyone uh, I mean refer back to Joseph mm. uh, and his story in Genesis you know it and I mean, think about how many times there were declarations. The Lord declared things about who He was and who He was going to be, and then all of a sudden He was thrown in a pit, right? And, yeah. and He became a slave, which was the lowest level of humanity at the time. Yeah. Like it couldn't get any lower than that, you know. And and I mean, that kept happening to Him uh, throughout His story, you know. And then we know how it ends. Um, and in this process that Joseph walks through, you know, it ends with his brothers and his father coming to Egypt because there there's famine and um and, and they realize it's Joseph that's like second in command you know it's Pharaoh and then it's Joseph and so that's who they're interacting with and and Joseph you know his brothers were talking about how horrible they felt as as they were selling them into slavery and he was pleading with them you know don't do this you know and, and how horrible they felt um and then Joseph's able to turn around and say you know, don't feel guilty because I know now that it was God that did this and not you. Yeah, mm, come on. For man. this moment. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so way back then, I mean, God, you know, had to develop and and put Joseph through this this time where he could be because Pharaoh wasn't stupid. Joseph was a great administrator and and a great businessman and knew about agriculture and. And Joseph learned about all these things in his time as a slave, and his time as working for Potiphar, and then yep. his time in prison. I mean, he, he learned about all this stuff and was equipped. And so the final glorification of God is when Joseph fully understands and is aware of what's going on in the situation and, and knows that it was God that put him through all of this so that he may not only save a nation, but also save his people yeah. uh, from famine. Yeah. You know, and, and so, so why wouldn't it be the same with us on some level yeah 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 and just as maybe just as long maybe just as painful yeah, yeah. maybe just as as hard to understand yeah you know and but the you know but there's the, the assurance of who is leading you know and that makes all the difference it's like well there's this case of Joseph there's this bigger there's this bigger story I'm a part of that I was sort of born into it mm -hmm. born into this family this covenant this inheritance and this legacy and it's a part of it's a big part of my story yeah. and I and I know that and I'm gonna hold on to that hope and understand that all of this in the end is the furtherance of that promise I mean that's big boy stuff, man. Yeah, you know, it's, huge. it's yeah. not. I think one of the. I just want to read something that. I think one of the m most difficult things for me in this past, this this sort of season, in a lot of ways, I feel like there's we've I've already sort of, what we're referring to. I mean we're in it in a lot of ways and on the other side of it in a lot of ways and, sort of moving on now. But. You know when I was in the middle, sort of what was miss was hard for me to understand is and there being this one of the things that I'm like currently just really learning from Jesus is the my own capacities for joy and for love and and for the spirit and how you know how to properly understand the renewal of such things and and all of that and so I just, you know, since we're comparing notes, I wrote this down a few months ago. I said, it's very difficult to say what I'm feeling. All I know is I'm a needy man. It seems like all desires for lesser things are gone. All satisfaction in lesser things is gone. I sense I'm in deeper waters now. There is a strong desire for satisfaction. However, I know the things of the world will not satiate this at all. In this way, I've never felt this kind of desire. Could it be a real hunger of the kingdom? I hope it is. I am thankful to be here today, but I am not satisfied. I wonder if the Father is moving me on to deeper lessons and greater longing. 
This is a new feeling, no doubt. I, I will no longer be able to have satisfaction in the rain or taste or the catching of another fish. No, I must have the living presence and counsel and fellowship with the Spirit of the King himself. Mm. If I am there and he is not there, I will not be satisfied. I don't want to do things for Jesus anymore. I want to do things with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I need to be with joy himself. The author and perfecter of my faith has brought me to this place. He has taken away all taste for anything other than the food of his word and presence. It isn't difficult to see my short-sightedness. And I can also see his loving hand in guiding me up to this point. A great and good shepherd he is. He is leading me on, further up and further in. It is amazing to need him this much. I'm sure this is where I've always been in a lot of ways, but it's amazing to, to see it now. To see the need, to feel the need, to hunger for his spirit, and to taste the differences between what is of him and what is not. This is all frontier for me. It truly feels like he is moving me forward to better pastures. It's like either all the green grass of the meadow I've been in is all gone, or I can see him moving on to another pasture and I intrinsically know I must follow him. Maybe the grass is only sweet because he is there with me. I know there is great truth here and I know I must follow him. Like, just the whole... It's a good feeling. Like all of that, I'm trying to say that, you know? Mm -hmm. Say what you can't even say. Because it's not gonna feel good all the time. And and I'm and I want to know, I want to know why, and I'm like, so I know the source, and I think that that's part of the, part of this deal is like, hey, there's better grass over here, yeah. you know, like, you've already you've already used it up, and and it's like, okay, okay, like, younger me, old me, you know, would have just been like, I don't want to move on, you know, yeah. and it's like, but. No, son, like, just go. There's better. And, and, and I'm trying, like, but you want to actually understand it was never catching of the fish, man. It was never the rain or the snowfall at night. It was because I was there with you. That, yeah. that's the thing. And if you felt anything, you know, that was my gift to you. And it was my grace to you. But don't, don't just don't build a tabernacle there as if that's where I am, you know? Like let's move on. And and that's a big thing. That's a big deal. And it's hard to articulate. So you have to use a bunch of metaphor. Well, yeah. I, I think but, personally, if I may. Yeah. Um before and y'all knew me before. Um I was a hermit. Yeah. And and if I if I could stay at home and not have to interact with anyone and play video games all day, I would. Mm -hmm. And I was so content doing that. And it would, it would have been forever, probably. Um, you know, and so I can't help but smile. Because, uh, again, blowing expectations, right? Yeah. You know, and so I was, I'm so comfortable being in a kitchen with me and maybe a handful of staff members. And that's just knocking out you know, the work of the day mm -hmm. uh, together. And it's just a small team of people, you know, and, and so the Lord, the Lord is saying, you know, and I think in all of us, you know, there's a unique representation of him in all of us, mm. uh, you know, and, and as you see the body come together, it paints a picture of him. Right. And so, but he's not content hiding in a kitchen or in an apartment mm -hmm. playing video games. You know, and so there was a lot of change that needed to happen, but but I can't help but smile now that I'm in a job where I'm in front of people all day, yeah. every day. Yeah. You know, and not just like locally. Um, I mean, he has me going all over the country, talking to people, uh, you know, making contact with folks, um, you know, and you, you gain this passion for his people. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, and I know that sounds so cliche, like, to say that, but like, no. uh, for me, you mean it. Yeah, yeah. Not when it's the real thing. <laughs> For me, like, uh, I listen a lot to Graham, Graham Cook, and I recommend him to anyone. Uh, he's got some great stuff if you're ever need got a 30 minutes and need something to listen to. But, but Graham talks a lot about um, how, I'm trying to remember where I was going with that. Uh, 
he talks a lot about uh, art uh, and, and how apart from, from God, there's nothing. Apart from Jesus, there's mm. nothing, right? And, right? and so say, so he always talks about, so in this world, there are Christians and there are pre-Christians because we cannot, like nothing exists apart from God. Um, and so, and so I, was, I was listening to another guy and so I was listening to Graham. Graham's talk going, diving into that thought. Then I started listening to another guy, and the question about evangelism came up. And uh, he said that he has a friend um, that is an incredible musician, um, and is wildly like creative. And 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 so he says, when I want to talk to him about the kingdom and about Jesus, I said we talk about melody mm. and how the melody of this song was, you know, this, that, and the other. And, and he said that in a lot of ways, like when we try to evangelize and, and look at people, um, he said, you know, anywhere there's an artistic expression in that person's life, he said, that's where you'll find the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And he said to latch on to those things uh, and to talk about those things. And he said, you'd be surprised, like, how that begins to start conversations. Yeah. Um, and so like that's what gets me excited is i'm like networking and talking to people and other artistic folks in the culinary industry and um you know i'm seeing different representations of him and manifestations of the holy spirit and other people mm. and you know whether they, they know it or not yeah yeah um you know and so he just like kind of blows your expectations He's like you're not going to be this hermit that plays video games and the chef that only works with a few people in a kitchen every day yeah like he's like i want you all over everywhere there's probably a place to go where the two of y'all just presented something and there's a place to meet there I think it's probably really important to enter to um, and let Jesus lead us to and, and um, how to start it off other than the fact of like well and going back to what Phil was saying is like green like new pastures moving on moving forward new life circumstance which is the same exact idea like it doesn't mean and i think we could easily open open the old uh box on this one but uh once again does not mean that you necessarily it doesn't mean that he's necessarily calling you to change the circumstance for job home xyz even though it looked like that for you, I mean, we can probably speak to the fact that that doesn't mean that's always the case. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's a helpful spot to hit. Yeah. Yeah. There's no formulas or right. s- standards or expectations when it comes to right God and how He's going to handle situations. Yeah. Um, and and specifically, what I was attempting to say yeah and i was about to say go back to that and say well what i was attempting to say had nothing to do with joy right like with satisfaction right and in in particularly in the daily right you know so because where i had gone wrong in the past was misinterpreting desire into an autumn like automatically my own volition and changing a circumstance right whereas thinking thinking this equaled that but that's not that's not true because that's a i mean if you do that which most of us prescribe to that type of joy which has which is sort of severed from the relationship Mm -hmm. you know it's found it's found in Again, going back to Paul, when he says like foods are, um, like when he when he refers to people like their their gods being their belly, like there was a whole. I mean, and it's true, a lot of people. I mean, heck, you know this. You're a chef. Like you can, you can know, and and it's interesting because I remember back to that point, thinking through. Remember that time I called you and I was like, man, it's just crazy when joy's not present our default modes yeah like i'm gonna pull over and get a double cheeseburger from whataburger because that'll make me happy yeah and that sounds super shallow it sounds super funny because it should be because it's true but that's where my heart goes in a lot of moments back to like well this has worked yeah. you know like this will make me happy yep. 
And like the guys at Ransom Heart talk about medicating ourselves. Like this is relief, relief rather than rescue. Yeah. And that's so true. And I think that the, the, the joy thing, like the joy and the satisfaction and understanding exactly, that's what, and that was what he was sort of counseling me on that day. It's like, son, like, you know, you can go do that. Maybe, you know, maybe there's some satisfaction for a moment, but like, you understand the emptiness of that. And I do. I do. But then it's like, all right, Lord, but that's all I know right now is that that won't last. So like, lead me to where it will last. Right. And that was the cry of my heart in that moment was like, well, man, that's with you. Like the only thing that lasts is like, if you want me to pull over and go get a burger and have a burger with me, then that'll be great because I'm with you. And that was the thing. Like stop doing stuff for me in my name and do things with me. Yep. And that's the thing. Yeah. And and that's the point is that if you can't find that before circumstances change or if you don't if that's not what changes your circumstance. Uh-huh. That's that's the proper way of saying. It. Yep. Does that make sense? So like yeah, go change your circumstance, go change your vocation if Jesus is with you. Yes. But if he's not, it's not going to do the thing you think it's going to do. Right. Because that's you got to be with joy himself. Yes. And so, you know, because he will, like we've experienced, like he will change your circumstances. Yes. He'll change your vocation. He'll change your geography. He'll change your whatever. Yes. But it's it'll be in vain if it's not with him. Right. You know, I think it'll be in vain if it's for him yeah. and not with him. And there's a big difference. I mean, you can talk about that. There's a lot of people over now, <laughs> yeah. overseas right now, in the name of Jesus, who have it has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Right. That'll be super unpopular. People stop listening to the podcast because I just said that. <laughs> yeah, well, Jesus. But it's said a dirty it. little secret, man. Well, he said it. He and said that's it. the truth. Like, don't. Yeah, people. Like stop on that doing day, things. you'll have done all these things because of my name. Like you'll have done all this stuff well, and said that I sent you, you to do it. But I, yeah, we never knew each other. Like and you man, didn't listen to what I had to tell you. And man, maybe that's the thing. Like the just rooting what we're talking about in scripture. It's like he's teaching us how to do things with him and not for him. 